Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Stock Market Today. It's Justin Nielsen here, and I am joined by Ed Carson. We're filling in while Ali, well, I guess I'm filling in while Ali's uh, <laughs> in New York doing fun stuff. It's Tuesday, November 7th, 2023, and we're going to walk you through today's action. Um, so, Ed, what do you have with us in terms of uh, stocks today? Uh, well, I want to look at Datadog, MongoDB, and Uber. Sounds like a little bit of a software focus, so definitely something to chat about there, along with some earnings movers. Um, but first, let's go ahead and take a look at the indexes. Looks like the S&P 500 finished up about a quarter percent. NASDAQ Composite was up uh, about a percent and closed just at nine-tenths of a percent. Uh, NASDAQ 100, about similar. The Dow Jones Industrials, just about <laughs> nine-tenths of a percent. And the Russell 2000 struggled again a little bit, but not too bad, down three-tenths of a percent. So um, one of the big things that got hit today of course was uh the, the the oil stocks uh a lot of a lot of destruction there but overall it's hard not to look at you know what is this eight days up in a row for the nasdaq and not be impressed yeah eight days for the nasdaq uh seven days for the s p and dow so yeah it was a lot of a lot of good signs here i mean you could argue we're due for a pullback, but you could have said that two days ago. And uh, I mean, so at some point a pullback will happen, but, you know, or a pullback or a pause, and maybe that'll be very constructive. I, I think just investors should be ready for that, not expect we're going to keep going up. I was joking at the office today saying, oh, if, you know, all we need is for the market to just keep going up every day for the rest of this year and everything should be fine. But that's not the way things work. Uh, <laughs> we are coming up, not only we, we've, we are coming up beyond the 50-day line sort of clearly, especially on the NASDAQ, we're coming up on here, short-term highs, just one more resistance level right here on this point. Uh, the S&P is very close to that as well. Uh, the breadth wasn't particularly impressive today, given the, some of the performance in the, in the indexes and the major indexes. Uh, but uh, a lot of good things were going on today as well. Yeah, uh, to, to, to the breadth aspect, uh, it looks like the NYSE actually had more decliners than the advancers. Uh, you know, oil oil stocks might have, you know, he helped along with that decliners uh, out outnumbering them. Uh, it was about even on the new uh, the Nasdaq. It looked like it was about twenty two hundred on the declining side and twenty one hundred on the advancers side, um, but. You know, we did get quite a bit of uh, advancers uh, those first few days off the bottom last week. So it, it, it is something that has improved. Um, one of the things we look at a lot of times is GMIAA. Uh, that shows the New York Stock Exchange advanced decline line. And we certainly saw a nice little up uh, uptick there. And uh, the NASDAQ, which was looking much worse on GMIAB, uh, that, that saw a nice uptick as well. Not as strong, but... Uh, certainly uh, break, breaking that downtrend that was so persistent since August. Yeah, we'll just have to see if it lasts because it's sort of a nice bump. We're finally getting there. And can we keep keep getting that going? Uh, but yeah, the breath has been weak uh, until the last couple of weeks. And so today it's fine. It was just okay. New, low, new lows did outpace new highs despite the NASDAQ being up and stocks being off the lows. Some of that maybe the energy names as, as you sort of alluded to. And we'll just have to see how it goes. This is a, argues for that incremental gain. If things, if the market keeps improving and you gradually add, it doesn't take that long to go from lightly invested to pretty heavily exposed if things are still working. Uh, but like say if we fell, you know, one and a half percent tomorrow, you know, that you won't be caught out if you just added a little bit today. Yeah. So uh, getting back to the NASDAQ, I mean, we 
it's really nice to see that we've kind of broken this downtrend. If you just kind of connect those tops, um, that was one of the things that was a little bit problematic about the previous follow through days is, you know, you'd head up to that level, make a lower high um, and then come down and make a lower low. So it's nice to see us kind of break that trend. But if you look at QQEW kind of again with that breadth issue, um, you know, we're right there kind of at that 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 trend line and the 50-day moving average line. Is that troubling? Uh, well, I think QQEW did pretty well today. I mean, I think that's actually, it was more of a, because this is still the big cap NASDAQ 100. It's not right, a small yeah. cap index. So it was less of a mega cap day than a big cap day on the NASDAQ. There's a lot of software names. We're going to look at a couple. Uh, so that was a big reason why that. So this is coming up. It would be nice to see this punch through. Okay, we'd like it to punch through. It's getting up there. It's lagging a little bit less than it was. I think there, there's more of a concern, maybe like when you look at RSP, right? Which is and the S and P. Of course, is the S and P 500 equal weighted. Yeah, mm -hmm. that fell 0.2 percent versus the S and P 500, which actually rose just a little bit. Um, that rose, and that's coming right up to those October highs. It'd be nice to get a higher high after a series of lower highs. Um, but yeah, so that's where more of the weakness is, as opposed to QQEW is looking a little better, and of course. Um, IWM, which is a Russell 2000 ETF, that's hit resistance to the 50-day line. That fell not not terribly, but this does not look. You look at I, IWM, you look at RSP, and you're not saying, "Wow, look at that rip-roaring rally." Yeah, uh, they actually look very similar. They look <laughs> very similar. IWM, yeah, yeah, uh, both below their 50-day moving average line still, both below their 200-day moving average line still, um, and yeah, they, they, they've got they've got some work to do. Um, yeah. Just to round out this discussion, let's go ahead and just uh, finish it off with the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Um, a little bit better that it's getting above the 50-day moving average line and 200-day line there, above the 34,000 level, which was a previous area of uh, support and you know and potentially resistance uh, more recently. So kind of nice to see that happen there. Now, in terms of sectors, um, we mentioned that look the 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 XLE was probably the the hardest hit today. A lot of oil stocks um, coming under pressure. Uh, this, of course, is. Uh, sector spider ETF that has a lot of weight in ExxonMobil and Chevron, um, but it was it was pretty broad based, and a lot of the oil stocks that had been holding up a lot uh, were were hit. Um, anything special we should know going uh, going well, on? I there? think it was partly because USO like which sort of tracks crude oil prices, but crude oil prices fell to the lowest level since July. So at this point, it's like it's out. And so there were stocks like Weatherford, which is not the biggest name, but it's one of the stronger names. Man, big drop here. I mean, 7%, you know, like it had held, it had held. It was at a new high. I mean, crude oil has been tumbling and and this was at a new high. And then finally, it was just one of those things. Okay. I mean, I, and you can sort of feel like with stocks sometimes with the bond market, with, when yields were rising, sometimes the market would rally for a little while. And then at some point you just can't, you just can't fight it anymore. And you, and you finally have to crack. So uh, disappointing. Uh, it was great that they were doing so well for so long, but that's, uh, there was definitely some names. Tidewater, I don't know. Yeah, how I was going to say were. Tidewater, I'd put in that camp too, was holding yeah, the 50-day well, line earnings, for so, so I don't long. know what was going on. But see, Weatherford, it wasn't anything, there was yeah. nothing bad that they did. It was just, I think it was more like finally couldn't take it anymore with oil prices. Weather, uh, with Tidewater, I don't know all the details. Uh, strong growth, but I don't know what their guidance, guidance was like. But yeah, definitely a lot of names. OIH, which has some big names in there, but you can see OIH, which had done okay you know, now breaking lower quite a bit. So energy, look, 
energy energy stocks tend to follow energy prices and it's like <laughs> and that's what's been happening lately here and you could easily see a news event kind of turning things you know uh, just very topsy-turvy. So yes. um, uh, speaking of news events, let's talk about the 10-year Treasury yield because that's another thing that a lot of people have been focused on. Um, you know, a, a, a big boost yesterday, kind of breaking uh, that big wide spread as we got support of the 50-day moving average line. But right back down today, that might have been something that helped some of these growth names uh, power higher. Yeah, I think it you know definitely was a factor. You combine that with some software earnings, and that seemed to be the driving factors for uh, for the market today. Yeah, let's go ahead and get to just real quickly a look at IGV, which is a software ETF. Um, this one had a great day. Uh, it certainly has some of the powerhouses in there: Microsoft, Adobe, um, you know, Salesforce are, are big weights in there. But software definitely showing a lot of strength today, outperforming the Nasdaq with a gain of. 2% in IGV. Yeah, sort of breaking some trend lines if you want to draw it, getting above some key levels. And this sort of understates it because while, look, Microsoft and ServiceNow and some of the Adobe had good days, they were nothing like some of the names that were, uh, were, were moving today. Yeah, well, let's get right to that with one of those names, which is uh, Datadog, uh, had earnings and up 28.5%. What's your take? Yeah, well, that's... That's pretty good. I'm going to say, and I, I, my my detailed analysis for those who weren't sure, uh, um, yeah, this was really powerful. Look, look, they did cut guidance back in August, you know, and then it uh, and then other analysts were saying things aren't looking, things aren't looking good. So then it easily beat EPS views. Revenue was strong. The guidance was strong. So it really defied expectations. I think a lot of people are looking into this, thinking this is going to be terrible. I mean, to be honest, I think that's probably, uh, but. Now this came surging higher, broke above the 50-day line, broke this downtrend, and really it got above what is probably going to be showing up as a double bottom base. The thing is, it wasn't showing up before because it was really, you know, you want to see the right side build a little bit. Well, it, yeah. it's, it's awkward because you have this huge plunge and then you have this huge spike. So it's not the prettiest looking double bottom, but you could certainly use 102 as a buy point, even though it is way above its 50-day line of that uh at this point i think you could you could just hold you know it was you could probably just you could buy it here but it's probably you could also just hold and see if it pauses here um you know after a gap up especially with the market maybe due for a pullback you might say well let's just see how it handles the next few days yeah and it seems like that in our a lot of our internal discussions that seems to be what we're asking for gosh it would be really nice if we could just get a pause right here in a number of stocks see some more setups um and and everything uh, i was there a way to get into this ahead of time? I mean, you kind of said that there was a lot of uh, an outlook that was not pretty. I mean, it was below its 200-day moving average line, below its 50-day. There was actually some increasing volume on the downside ahead of this report. Um, you know, great volume today, but anything people could have done to kind of see this coming? No. I, I don't I don't see how you could have. I mean, obviously somebody could have, but it's like there was nobody was saying good things about Datadog, it seemed like. Not really. And there have been some huge losers, even among stocks that have looked really strong heading into earnings. I mean, yes, there have been some big winners, and obviously Datadog's another of them, but it would have it would it have been shocking if this had fallen 30%? Not really, you know, if it if it had come out with bad reports. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, we all in hindsight would have loved to have jumped into it, but there's plenty of stocks that 
have not done well in this earnings season. Yeah. And to your point, if it had gone down 30%, we would have said, it, wasn't it obvious? Look at all these, you know, look at how terrible it was and, you know, what everybody was saying and all the volume that came in on the downside. So um, let's go ahead and take a look at another uh, software stock. Again, one that wasn't doing very well for a while here, and that's MongoDB in the computer software database area. Um, but here we are breaking above a 50-day moving average line. Yeah, so it, it got by that. And on the plus side is that this had this prior gap up. And so while it didn't make any progress there, it was it done a little better. And the relative strength line was a little closer to say highs. I'm not, it's not there. It's obviously come off highs. Today up of the 50-day line, if you draw a tight trend line like ignoring the high intraday high here, but doing more like closes, eh, it's above that. Intraday got above this. So you could have argued, I'm gonna enter this. It did hit resistance more along maybe a looser trend line. So, you know, you could be buying it here. You could also wait to see if it can consolidate and then move out. It doesn't have earnings for a few weeks, so there's still time. It was definitely nice to see that earnings, but we saw pops before, like it popped up on earnings and then it faded again. So just because it had a big gain today doesn't mean it will continue to do so. Uh, nice to see this move. You know, maybe it can, you know, I think, again, this would be another one. I think at this point would probably be good to see if it can consolidate these gains and then move out a few days later. Yeah. I will say that I did uh, put a trend line on the weekly chart on this. Felt like it was a little bit easier um, because you didn't have that that spike. It just seemed a little bit easier to draw the line there. And, um, you know, we, we, we did cross above that. So a, a good showing here. Uh, we'll see if it can now you know, close above this with uh, some yeah. gusto above that trend line because it's 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 right on the border uh, right now. Um, let's go ahead and move on to another stock that had earnings. Uh, that was Uber, uh, something that we were talking about setting up this nice double bottom pattern, but it was really tough to step ahead of this earnings report, uh, despite the fact that there was some volume heading into the report. Um, what's your take on it now? Yeah, I mean, it would have been great to do that. Yeah, now it's eight straight days and above average volume. I mean, some of them weren't enormous volume, but that's eight straight days and above average volume. Uh, that's something I'd love to see on some other stocks out there. Um, so nice thing, it moved up this day on DoorDash, uh, which is a rival with Uber Eats. So you might have thought, okay, some of the good news is already taken in. So you might have thought, uh, you know, uh, makes it hard to go into head earnings. It's it's still actionable or was, but it's it's also 10% above its 50-day line. So it's 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 hard. I mean, that's again uh, looking strong here. The earnings it beat some views, it missed some others. Uh, did definitely beat on it definitely beat on uh, revenue. I mean, sorry, um, revenue, but it's uh, it had some other good metrics that were positive. So reversed higher, relative strength line at a new high. There's a lot of things going right for this company. Um, Again, another example, I mean, but this happens. If the market's up for eight straight days, some stocks are gonna look extended. You know, It's just sort of reaching out there. You certainly can do it. And there have been stocks along the way when we said, oh, look at this stock, look at this stock. And if you bought a stock that was starting to look stretched four days ago, well, probably it's still working because we've gone up for another four days. You know, it's just, you, you just sort of need that market to go with you. And uh, so um, it, it feels a little stretched to me, but really nice action once again. Yeah. And I think one of the things that is positive about this stock as well is that even before today, it already had a relative strength that was a relative strength line that was getting into new high ground ahead of mm -hmm. the price. This was already kind of established as a leader as opposed to Datadog and MDB, where it was a little bit tougher. You know, yes, the, the valuation changed um, as the earnings came out on Datadog and, you know, maybe that influenced MDB um, and, 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 
you know, some other uh, some other ones, but this one was already leading. And that's one of the reasons why it was our stock of the day today. Also, this got added to leaderboard along with a, a small position in Datadog. So uh, leaderboard, very active in terms of adding some of these names. And I believe this was also covered by our very own Ali Corum as she made her debut on Fox Business News this morning. So uh, that was on Varney and Company, if uh, anyone is able to watch that. Um, but I think that'll do it for us today, right, Ed? Uh, I think so. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for watching. I hope you join us tomorrow for another episode of IBD Live. We start that 10 minutes before the market open at 6.20 uh, Pacific time, 9.20 Eastern. And we usually go for a full hour and a half and then some, depending on who's hosting. I have to take credit for the last uh, overage. Um, but uh, yeah, please join us for that. And otherwise, we'll see you right back here tomorrow for the Stock Market Today video after the close. Thanks for watching. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.